0: transforming
1: lives so pray to the father that he would give you another comforter say another comforter now that word another in the greek it means another of the same kind so in essence what jesus was saying
0: welcome to transforming lives a media ministry of harvest intercontinental church in alexandria virginia harvest intercontinental church virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message.
1: Perfect unity. Jesus trusting God. I, I like what the Bible tells us in the in, in, um, on the on the night the. Um, when you call it the, the word of the cross, Jesus was on the cross and one of the last uh, words that he said on the cross, he said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. What a trust. I mean, Jesus knew that God could raise him from the dead. And so he trusted God with his spirit. Hello? Can you trust God? Do you know that God can deliver you? That God can set you free? Can you be absolutely surrendered to God? Like Mary said to God, let it be done unto to the angel, let it be done unto me according to your word. Amen. Can you be absolutely surrendered to God regardless of what you face in life? Completely surrender. And that's what Jesus did when he was on this earth. He came, he trusted God, allowed the Holy Spirit to walk, and that's why Jesus was able to defeat the devil on his own territory because Jesus trusted the Father and the Son to fulfill it. Third thing that I want to show you concerning the Trinity is that there are three separate persons. So three separate persons. Now, you need to understand something about the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. There are three separate The There are one, push, one scripture in, the, in Exodus chapter 33. The, um, the beginning of Exodus chapter 33, let me just give you a background, is that Moses, I mean the children of Israel, Moses had sent the spies to Canaan to, to um, spy the land. They came back. Ten of them gave a negative report. And it caused the entire congregation of the children of Asia to rebel against God. They said, in essence, the land is flowing with milk and honey, but we are not able to take the land. We are like grasshoppers in the eyes of the people in the land. Now, every time I read that scripture and I quote that scripture, it seems funny, right? Because no matter how wise I am, I cannot see through your eyes. Hello? Hello? How many of you have seen through somebody else's eyes? You can assume, but you can't see through the people's eyes. That's why the Bible says that we should set our affection on God and see through God's eyes. So the children of Israel were saying, We are like grasshoppers. I mean, that's a grasshopper complex. They were afraid, and so they demeaned themselves. And so, two of them, Joshua and Caleb, said, No, we are well able. God has given us the land, we can trust God and we can take the land. The land was exactly the way God said it was, but the children of Israel, the ten spies, they were leaders, they were afraid. And because of that, the entire congregation rebelled, and when they rebelled, God said to Moses, I cannot go with you. I cannot go with this congregation, because if I go with this congregation, I will destroy them. And the Bible tells us that Moses went and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights seeking the face of for the children of Israel and God said, okay, I'll forgive them. I'll go with you. And then Moses in Exodus chapter 33 said to God, "Well, prior God said to Moses, I'll go with you because I know you by name. You have found favor in my sight. So Moses now talking to God, this is a conversation. Moses said, God, If I have found favor in your sight, show me your glory. I want to see you. Hello? This is what God said to Moses. God said, you cannot see my face. Say face. So God has a face. Hello? He said, you cannot see my face. So God has a face. Exodus chapter 33. He said, for anyone who sees my face, they will not lay Okay, so that means the, 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 the Shekinah, the Bible talks about heaven is full of the glory of God. Amen, so the the, 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 the light from God, and, you know, lights the heavens, right? So the, God was say, you can't see my face. But then God said to Moses, I will pass by you. That means God can move, right? He said, I will pass by you, and there is a place by me. So that means God is Uh, situated. He said, I will put you on a rock by me. That's another uh, uh, illustration because Jesus is a rock, right? I'll put you in a rock by me and I will pass by you and I will put my hands over your face and you will see my back. So God has a face, God has hands and God has a back. Hello? God is a person. Now, I'm not saying God is a human being. I say God is a person. Hello? Say Amen. Amen. So, God has what you have. In fact, the Bible says we were made in the image of God. So, you have a face, you have eyes, you have ears, you have hands, you have feet. God made you in His image. Amen? And when I say made you in the image, I'm not just talking about man. I'm talking about man and woman because the Bible says God created Him uh, um, them Adam and Eve, the, he called them man, right? <laughs> That's how God called. That's why he, you, you see, where we have God, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He called them God, one essence, three persons. Say amen. 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 So Moses now wanted to see God, and God told Moses that the only way you will see me, you will see my glory is because, I mean, I will pass before you. So we know that God, and and the Bible talks about God speaking. The Bible, God can feel. Amen. We are people, we feel. Amen. God has emotions. Amen. God said, I'm a jealous God. God said, the people are stiff-necked. I can't go with them. He said, when I come and I'm walking, talking about the children of Israel, he said, when I'm walking in your camp, I don't want you to mess up the whole camp and do all kinds of things you need to control yourself because I can't walk in the mess. So God is a holy God, right? So God can walk. So God can walk. So he's a person. Say hallelujah. Um, so the Bible is telling us that God is a person. God speaks. God acts. God moves. God what? Now we know Jesus. We know Jesus is a person, Right? Because Jesus is, he came, he walked, okay? Jesus, in heaven right now, Jesus is fully man, fully God. Amen? Jesus is flesh and blood in heaven. Amen? Um, so so we know Jesus is a person. But the problem with most of us is that we are not sure about the Holy Spirit. Amen? some of us say oh it's the holy spirit Ooh, the spirit <laughs> amen the holy spirit is a person also amen and if you want you know i i, I like to say the scriptures when you're reading the scripture you need to read it in context amen one of the easiest way that i have found in my own life in how to to uh, um understand the scripture is to look at it literally first and then when, if there is other stuff you look into, the, the Bible itself interprets itself. Amen? And the Bible tells us that whenever Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, Jesus talked about him as a person. Hello? All of the, the, the conversation that Jesus had of the Holy Spirit, Jesus never said about the Holy Spirit, is a it. He always says He. I will ask God to send him. Amen. Jesus always talked about the Holy Spirit as a person. Hello? And so the last thing I want to address some, uh, share with you concerning the Holy Spirit is that he is the promise of the Father. So, the promise of the Father. It's the promise of the Father. The Bible tells us that Jesus said... To the to the disciples, he said, "It is expedient that I go, because if I do not go, I will not be able to send the Holy Spirit." Amen. In fact, I want you to turn there because I want you to see it. Amen. John chapter fourteen. I'm I'm almost done, so just bear with me. Don't 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 leave me. Amen. <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> Say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good talking about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. This is one of my best subjects. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, look at what Jesus said. He said, I will pray to the Father that he will give you another comforter. John chapter 14 verse 16. He said, I will pray to the Father that he will give you another Comforter, Say another comforter. Amen. Now that word another in the Greek, it means another of the same kind. So in essence what Jesus was saying, I am your comforter, I'm here. I'm here with you, I'm comforting you. But I will pray to the Father that he will give you somebody like me. The same, like me. Amen. Another comforter. And then he said to them, he said, it is expedient that I go. Because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit cannot come. Amen. What, now, why was Jesus, did Jesus needed to go? Jesus needed to go because he had to complete his high priest's duty. Jesus had to die. Excuse me. Jesus had to carry his blood. And pour the blood on the altar in heaven so that the atonement of our sins can be done. Amen. That the Holy Spirit will be able to come. The sin problem, the sin nature had to be dealt with. Amen. Jesus had to die so that sin can be removed for the Spirit of God to come and indwell us. Amen. God said, I cannot coexist with sin. Amen. God cannot live in sin. Hello? So the sin problem had to be dealt with. Amen. So the, Jesus said, I will send another comforter, that he will come giving." So let's look at this, this uh, passage in John chapter 14. Amen. First, let's look at verse uh, um, 12. 12 to 14 first. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, he said, Most assuredly I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he shall do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will doing. Verse 16. And I would pray to the Father that he would give you another comforter or another helper, somebody of the same, that he may abide, say abide, with you forever. Say forever. Now, you need to know, and we share with you the last ministry that we, we share with you. We told you about the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. And we'll tell you one of the major difference between the Holy Spirit in the Old and the New is that in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes to live in. Hello? In the believer. In the Old, He came upon the believers or the the people of God. Amen. He anointed them to do specific tasks but he never lived in. In the new, he comes to live in. Jesus said, He will abide with you forever. Say forever. Now, Psalm 51 David prayed, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Amen. Take not your presence from me. Do not take your spirit away. Do not take your presence. Away. Why was David crying and asking God to not take the Spirit of God from him? Because David had seen that the Spirit of God was taken away from Saul, right? The Spirit of God was taken away from Samson. The Spirit of God was taken away from, 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 from those who disobeyed God. The Holy Spirit came, and he left. Hello? But now God is saying, Jesus is saying, When he comes, he's not leaving. Say amen. Amen. No, I mean, they're supposed to make you happy. Amen. So we can pray now, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me because he's not going anywhere. Hello? (laughs) Some of you have questions on your mind. I can see. Amen. Amen. Uh, so so the Holy Spirit, he said, he will abide with you forever. Say forever. forever. And then I like what he said the next one. He said, why? Because he is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not know him, neither sees him. I mean, cannot receive him, neither, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him because he dwells with, say with, he dwells with you and will be in you. You, Did you see it? He dwells, you're speaking to the disciple, I want you to see this. This was just before Jesus went to the cross, right? He said, the Holy Spirit is. With you, say with you. With you means he's there right now. But he said he will be in you. Say will be. Now why was Jesus the Jesus said will be, and now that he's with you and in you, because he could not have been in them until Jesus had died and paid the price. So Jesus was saying to the disciples, right now he's here. I'm here. He's here. The Holy Spirit is here. He's upon you. He's here. But when I pay the price and the sin is removed, when he comes, he will be in you. Say, so, Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Say, Holy Spirit. Come and fill me afresh. With your presence and your power. Oh sweet spirit. Saturate my life. Saturate my heart. Fill my mind with your love and your grace. In Jesus name. He will be with you. And in you. Now if Jesus was here right now. Jesus would not say and will be in you, but he would say he is with you and in you because the Holy Spirit is here. Now, there is a difference between you being in my house and you being treated as a guest or you being treated as a family member. Hello? If you are treated as a guest, maybe I'll just give you a room. I have your coffee table and all the different stuff. And I will say you are free to this area, but there are certain places you are not free. But if you are a family member, Amen, and you are a part of the family, you can get up anytime and go anywhere in the house, Open anything in the house and you are free to use whatever it is. As a guest, you, unless I give you that freedom, you don't have the freedom. The Holy Spirit can be in you and yet not being given the freedom to manifest. That's why, remember I gave you the first illustration and many of us standing to the door and say, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, what a beautiful place. But the banquet table is set. And we say, oh I can't believe this. This is so great. The food is so nice. They look so delicious. But you have not eat, enjoyed it and eaten it because you are complacent with only being at the table. I'm finishing and I'm done. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Jesus promised Him to you. You need to allow Him to dwell and to manifest His presence in you. It is God on life manifesting Himself in and through you. Wherever Jesus was, the Bible tells us that people notice And people went to him and they wanted him to minister to them because of the power of the Holy Spirit. In in, in Matthew chapter 4, the Bible says in Syria, there are people who came from all the villages around because they have heard of what he did. It was because of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, let's press in. Let's believe God. Let's ask him to manifest himself in our lives and in our world and in our families. Let's trust that He would do what He wants to do in us. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 26, He said, But the Helper, that is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said unto you. You see, Jesus knows that there are things in your life that he wants to reveal to you, but sometimes you can't hinder it right now. It is the Holy Spirit who will open your mind and open your heart. If you want to experience all of God, allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, we bless you. Just take a few minutes and talk to God right now. Take a few minutes right now and just talk to God. Father, we bless you. We gave you the glory. We magnify you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We just invite your presence. Have your way, O God. Have your way in our lives. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our family. Fill us and saturate us with everything you are. Oh, we gave you all the glory. We gave you all the honor. We gave you all the praise. You are a good God. Do a work in us, O God. Fill our souls. Fill our hearts. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless you. We magnify you. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy. Fill us to overflowing, Lord. Fill us to overflowing. We give you all the glory. All the honor. All the praise. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be your helper. But before you can experience the power of the Holy Spirit, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we want to give you that opportunity. You can ask him to come into your heart right now. The Bible says, if you confess Jesus as Lord, believe that God raised him from the dead you shall be saved and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior I want you to pray this prayer with me, say it with me Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins forgive me make me your own I choose to follow you all the days of my life Amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, then we want to encourage you and let you know that you are born again. We want to encourage you to get in a good Bible-believing church. Text us and and, uh, send us an email so that we can send you uh, uh, some information about how to grow in your Christian walk. We also want to invite you to come and worship with us if you live in, in the Washington metropolitan area. Amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and receive our communion. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
0: And we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church Virginia and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com.